Welcome back to the Hot Tip as Daily Pick Show for October 23rd, week eight, continuing on in the college football season. And we got some pretty good games on slate for Saturday. So let's just jump right into it. I'm Tyron Jackson. Starting off an ACC matchup, Syracuse taking on Virginia Tech. Syracuse three and four on the year. Virginia Tech is three and three. And this Virginia Tech team has been interesting all season. Definitely been you know an up and down season at times. You know last year um, was a struggle going five and six after you know the 2019 year where they won the Coastal Division. Um, but injuries were obviously a major major problem for this Virginia Tech team. But they've been a hard team to really figure out this season. You, you really don't know what you're going to see um, necessarily on the field week in and week out. And for Syracuse has really rebounded well after the one in 10 season they had in 2020 you know this year three and four yeah that might not be the the craziest record in the world but they have just played so many close games the last three weeks especially you know Florida State Wake Forest Clemson all losses um, by less than a point and you know six and one against the spread this season yes please you know the Syracuse team um, has really just been a cover machine and and they've been able to stay pretty healthy um, semi-healthy obviously you know DeVito out hasn't helped but um, compared to last season where injuries kind of just ruined this team um, they've been pretty healthy and you know Dino Babers has really just has his team playing very well in a conference that to be quite honest is <laughs> is lacking this season um, in the ACC and Garrett Schrader has done a really good job at quarterback for the Syracuse team taking over for DeVito 818 yards it's also done a great job rushing the ball 418 yards with his feet so hard to really complain um, about the production he's put up in in DeVito's absence um, and Sean Tucker has also done a great job rushing the ball for this team 948 yards on the ground for him and this team honestly is is just one of the more experienced teams in the ACC which is kind of a strange statement to say about a Syracuse team but it's just how it's played out for the ACC and for Syracuse this season um, but that's not to say that they they don't need to play better football because you know they're still not winning games and and honestly that's all that really matters when it comes right down to it um, offensively though they're doing a pretty good job putting up points 29 points per game 5.98 yards per play it's honestly hard to, to complain too much about this Syracuse team and looking over to the Virginia Tech team, you know, their offense, like the rest of their team, has been a little bit iffy this season. Braxton Burmeister um, has been okay, you know, hit over a thousand yards finally, 1,064 yards this season. Um, and, you know, he's doing a pretty good job limiting turnovers compared to where he was last season. Last season, that was a major, major struggle for him. This year, only three interceptions. Um, and, you know, they returned four guys from the offensive line, which has definitely helped give him more time. Um, and protect that pocket better. Um, and Burmeister also leads this team in rushing with 212 yards on the ground. So um, he's really been been their workhorse. And <laughs> for whatever reason, it, it hasn't necessarily been great. It's been okay. You know, Trey Turner has also done a great job receiving the ball, 403 yards through the air. But offensively, they just haven't moved the ball extremely well. Only 4.74 yards per play. Um, and they're only putting up 21.67 points per game. And honestly, I think they're going to struggle um, against the Syracuse defense, which is surprisingly good. You know, they returned 10 starters from last season. They've only allowed 23 points per game this season for Syracuse. Um, and not to mention, you know, it, it's just a, a defense that has played just very, very good football, very good team football. As far as Virginia Tech's defense goes, um, it's just a struggle for them, like everything else they have going on right now. 20.17 points per game for this um, is what they're giving up on defense. 
also allowing 5.12 yards per play um and if we're being quite honest virginia tech is just struggling right now um it's really hard for me not to take the points with the syracuse team granted anyone going into blacksburg it's going to be a tough game every time um but i think syracuse has the edge in this one so give me syracuse plus three for this game next game on the card we got oregon taking on ucla oregon struggling a little bit this year well i say struggling they are five and one on the year ucla five and two um and you know mario Cristobal obviously looking for that third straight pack 12 championship but after the last two football games for for this oregon team it just hasn't not been exactly what you want to see for ucla on the other hand obviously those losses against fresno state and arizona state weren't great for their you know resume down the stretch here but um, fresno state is definitely a good football team they should have never been 11 point favorites against them and so is arizona state both two good losses um in my opinion honestly this ucla team has just been very very interesting in the pac 12 south you know dorian thomas robinson um has had quite an amazing year 1419 yards on the season 13 touchdowns for him also um and the offensive line has honestly improved much more than i thought they would entering this season you know um it was a, an offensive line that, that very much struggled last season you know when talking about him in the preview i didn't love this ucla team and i definitely didn't love this offensive line at all but um they have more than proved me wrong you know zachary jambot has done a great job rushing the ball behind him 697 yards for him as well as tight end greg dulich um um, great job catching the ball 374 yards um, for him so um, really offensively for this UCLA team there's not a whole lot that you can really get too mad or, or critique them all that much at all as far as Oregon goes obviously Joe Moorhead um, is, is one of the best offensive coordinators in college football at the moment um, and Anthony Brown has definitely you know he's been okay he definitely has some room to improve though still at quarterback he's you know thrown for 1200 um, or 1194 yards rather seven touchdowns on the season which honestly for an Oregon team that you know prides themselves in, in in just being champions year in and year out that's not exactly going to cut it you know it's going to lead to a lot of close games like we saw against Cal like we saw against Stanford and um, Oregon's definitely going to drop a few of those he did Javal um, Travis Dye have also been a very good running back Julian Overdahl um, has been pretty amazing, you know, 933 combined yards between those two backs. And they did return all five linemen up front this season, which has definitely helped them run the ball. And it's helped this offense put up 33.8 points per game. Um, but, you know, they're only averaging 6.2 yards per play, which, again, not horrible. And sure, there's a lot of programs in college football that would love to be averaging 6.2 yards per play. But when you're Oregon, that just doesn't necessarily cut it. When you're going up against a UCLA team that brought back 10 guys from last year's defense you know and they've held teams with 25.14 points per game held teams to 5.5 yards per play i think this oregon offense is definitely going to have their struggles i don't know that anthony brown is going to be able to find a way to get around them um and honestly chip kelly just has this team in the right direction has them playing very very good football and as far as the oregon defense goes trying to slow down this ucla offense um i think they're going to struggle a little bit there at all you know they also returned quite a few guys seven starters from last year's team coming back um and they have held teams to 21 points per game this season which you know is definitely very very good and you know i think this oregon defense is probably the the best part of this team at the moment you know it's definitely better than their offense who um hasn't showed a ton but um oregon like i said just down the stretch here hasn't looked like the best football team out there and and really going up against chip kelly in this game traveling down to los angeles i think ucla has a huge huge advantage in this one definitely bigger than a two-point spread is where i would put it so give me ucla minus the two points for this game
Now for the next game on the car, we jump back into the ACC. Clemson taking on Pitt. Clemson four and two on the season. Pitt is five and one. Um, and, and definitely preseason wise, I don't think there was too many people out there that would have looked at the schedule and be like, "Oh yeah, Pitt's going to be favorites against Clemson." But here we are. You know, Clemson entered the season six straight conference titles and. The post-Trevor Lawrence era has 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 not been good. It, it's not been good. You know, the only real game that that wasn't close for this team was against South Carolina State, and, and granted they blew them out. But other than that, Clemson has just struggled to put points on the board. And you know, DJ Uyunglele, he looked great against Notre Dame last year. We loved him in that game, and just hasn't done anything for Clemson this year. Only 974 yards through this first six games. And more importantly, this Clemson team just can't find the ends of them. They can't put points on the board. 20.5 points per game is all they're averaging at the moment. Um, you know, Kobe Pace has done a decent job, but not great rushing the ball, 294 yards. And and it's just, it comes down to one thing. This offense has to score more points. You know, what they're doing right now, the 20.5 points per game is not going to cut it in college football. Not doing a great job moving the ball, only 4.95 yards per play. Um, and against a pit team whose offense has definitely been cooking it's going to be hard for them to keep up you know pat narduzzi has pit looking like a great team obviously that loss against western michigan um wasn't the greatest loss in the world i definitely know they would like to have that one back um but western michigan you know has played a, a bunch of close games so it's played some teams really close so it's not like it's a horrible loss by any means but it it would be nice to be six to zero for pitt's team let's just say that right now you know kenny pickett um returning as a fifth year starter has has done a pretty good job this year 1934 yards 21 touchdowns a hell of a lot better than what we've seen DJ do for for Clemson here, and and Pickett really has some good guys to throw to. You know, Jordan Addison, one of the the better targets for him, 586 yards, nine touchdowns on the year for him. And really, this offensive line um, returned three guys from last year, but has found a way to just, you know, improve every week and, and continues to look better. You know, um, Israel Adabaka doing a great job rushing the ball, 347 yards on the season. And and honestly, the, the part about this offense that jumped off the board and, and really the second I saw it, I'm like, yeah, um, I don't think Clemson is going to be able to cut, keep up. Pitt is scoring 48.33 points per game, almost two and a half times more points than what Clemson is currently scoring on offense. They're also moving the ball way better with 6.81 yards per play. And I get it. Sure. The, the competition levels obviously aren't the same. You know, Clemson had to play Georgia, which is obviously going to hurt um, any one of their stats as far as scoring goes. But it's not like Clemson has done any better job scoring the ball since that that week one Georgia loss. And, and Pitt just continues to, to score points on every team, whether, you know, it's Tennessee, even the Western Michigan game they still put up 40 some points and and they're doing a very good job and it's not like they're bad on defense either they've still held teams to 20 points per game i don't know if they should have any problem holding this clemson team um they're also holding teams to 4.95 yards per play and really this pitch team is just so strong as far as the clemson's defense goes it might be their their one saving hope in this game if they can somehow slow down piss offense they might have a chance to win this game you know they definitely still have one of the better defensive lines in the country um but you know and the secondary is good too but this defense just in general um can't do enough to make up for the lackluster offense is what it really comes down to you know holding teams to 12.5 points per game is great but if it's not translating to wins if your offense isn't putting up you know more than that to begin with it's going to be very hard to win games and that's unfortunately where clemson finds themselves coming into this one just need more production out of the offense Honestly, in this game, I don't see it. I think Pitt closed the doors off of Clemson in, in, in a pretty fun-to-watch fashion, I'm hoping. So, so give me Pitt minus three in this game.
Next, we move over to the Big 12 for two of the more interesting teams in the conference, Oklahoma State, Iowa State. Oklahoma State obviously holding on to that undefeated record, 6-0, and Iowa State 4-2. and And, you know, you never want to, or maybe you do want to be, you know, 6-0 and headed into a, a touchdown underdog game. But, you know, this Oklahoma State team finished last season 8-3, and and they played a lot of close games, and, and it hasn't been much different this year. A lot of close games. Every win they've had this season has been by 11 points or less. So um, they're not exactly blowing team out. Um, but, you know, they're always going to be a, a team that is competitive in the Big 12. And usually it's because of their offense, but their offense hasn't necessarily been what has produced the most for them. You know, the offense hasn't been horrible. You know, Spencer Sanders, 959 yards, six touchdowns on the year. It's not great. You know, it definitely could be better, but they've still find ways to win ways. Tay Martin doing a great job catching the ball from him, 365 yards. Jalen Warren also doing a good job rushing with 705 yards. Um, but this offense is one that it hasn't scored a ton of points, you know, only 26.5 points per game, 5.11 yards per play. And that's not really a stat line that you would expect from an Oklahoma state offense, let alone any offense inside of the big 12. But, but here we are, you know, Oklahoma state has really just been a more defensively focused team. As far as Iowa State goes, um, they've been interesting. Have, you know, a great win over Kansas State last week. Only losses coming to Iowa and Baylor. And, you know, Brock Purdy has, he, he, he looked poor at times at the beginning of the season. It seems like he's finally starting to find his footing and, and really starting to excel more and, and really just live up to the, you know, the, the Heisman hopeful hype that we were seeing, you know, headed into the season. I don't know that he's um, really anywhere close to, <laughs> to in that conversation, but um, he's definitely starting to play better football. 1,341 yards, nine touchdowns for him Bryce Hall is also doing a great job running the ball for this team 748 yards on the ground for him um and honestly this is more one of the offensive you know exciting offensive teams um, that we've seen this season Xavier Hutchison also doing a great job catching the ball 414 yards this season and offensively Iowa State has not struggled you know third 33.67 yards per game um, or points per game rather 6.74 yards per play for them so it, it, they've been okay scoring the ball they've been okay moving the ball um but they're going to run into a defense that is very good in Oklahoma State you know defensively for Oklahoma State they've held teams to 19.5 points per game and 4.71 yards per play not to mention you know getting a touchdown in this game that's a lot of points for Iowa State to cover even at home even you know against the, an Oklahoma State offense that isn't great you know Iowa State's defense has also been very good you know linebacker Mike Rose is one of the best linebackers in the country 43 tackles gonna be a very high draft pick and, and defensively they've held teams to 16.33 points per game only allowing 4.37 yards per play um, but when it comes right down to it, do I love this Iowa State team? Absolutely. But they should not be touchdown favorites coming into this game. Oklahoma State is not a bad football team, and neither is Iowa State for that matter. Um, but seven, I it might be a trap, but I just I I gotta bet it. I gotta take Oklahoma State in the points. So give me Oklahoma State plus seven for this game. And finally, the last game of the day, another ACC matchup, NC State taking on Miami, NC State 5-1 and one on the year, Miami 2-4, and four. and this is another spread that just kind of baffles me. Why is NC State so low? I mean, on the road, sure, Miami, not the, the worst team in the world, but they're not far from it, you know. Um, this NC State team obviously had that huge marquee win over Clemson, um, and outside of that week two loss at Mississippi State, they've looked like a very, very good football team, you know. Um, it's hard to tell why exactly they lost that game, why they didn't it look great in that game but um to be honest it doesn't matter at this point in the season they've rebounded quite well they had a huge win over boston college last week looked very very good in that game we were on them in that game but on them a few times this season including that huge win over clemson so 
Um, NC State, honestly, just a team that I've loved to bet this year, and it's no different really in this game. I just think they're super undervalued. You know, they entered the season with one of the better backfields in the country, obviously bringing back Devin Leary um, after missing seven games last year. You know, they hoped that he could produce, and so far he has 1,534 yards on the season for him, throwing the ball very, very well. So, um, you know, if they can continue to get that type of production, they're in great hands. Donovan Knight has also done a great job rushing the ball for NC State, 503 yards on the ground this season, and they got one of the better receiving cores in the country to throw to so um not a whole lot to complain about for nc state obviously the offensive line one of the top in the conference um and they've been putting up 32.3 points per game 5.92 yards per play so um like i said not a whole lot you can complain about against this nc state offense as far as the miami offense goes or just the miami team in general you know, Manny Diaz um, looked okay in his second season, and he was hoping for a good third year here, but so far has has not been able to, to really re ever rebound from that embarrassing loss to Alabama week one. The Michigan State loss a few weeks later wasn't bad, and, and really those two games have kind of just defined how the season's gone. You know, have wins over App State, but, you know, a two-point victory over a Sunbelt team. Granted, App State, a very good football team, but um, not a team that Miami should have to deal with in, in Central Connecticut also their other win on the season but as far as you know quarterback goes for them obviously Derek King no longer the starting guy Tyler Van Dyke gets the starting job um, to replace King and um, through his you know first few starts here has been a pretty decent quarterback 737 yards um, for him passing the ball five touchdowns also the offensive line has improved from from really what it was um, last season well I hope to improve rather I don't know that we've necessarily seen it um, play out and, and, and they're really just not putting enough production on the field from this offense. Sure, Charleston Rambo has done a good job catching the ball, 422 yards. Um, Cameron Harris also done a decent job rushing the ball with 509 yards, but the offense is one of those, again, that just needs to produce more. That seems to almost be a trend in the ACC. A lot of offenses with not a lot of production and and a few with a lot of production that have kind of just blown some teams out. And, and that's what I think NC State is going to look like in this one. You know, I think this NC State defense is really going to do a great job shutting down Miami you know, returning nine guys from last year, holding teams to 14.33 points per game this season. Not to mention, Drake Thomas has been an absolute stud at linebacker this season. 44 tackles on the year for him and two interceptions. Um, and really, the Cincy State team has been one of my favorites in the ACC. You know, there's the ACC has been a conference that has kind of divided itself this year, where there's definitely a few teams to like and, and some I don't. And let's be honest, right now, all the betting-wise, it's been working out very, very well for those teams. So hopefully we see that again this week. As far as the Miami defense goes, trying to slow down NC State, they're going to really struggle you know they've allowed 30 points per game this season 5.27 yards per play um and really they've just struggled to stop opposing quarterbacks really have not been able to do it well at all honestly i think they're gonna struggle majorly in this game and nc state only being three point favorites in this game is still baffling to me you know it, it just seems like a strange line um but if they're gonna be giving it to me i gotta bet it so give me nc state minus three against miami and that is it for Saturday's college football show. If you want to see picks for everything happening in college football, head over to hotdebest.com. Check out the computer model picks. Also got NFL, UFC, Bellator, MLB, NHL, NBA, everything going on right now. You know, the sports calendar in full swing right now. So definitely take a look at all of that. If you're not already following me at Hot Debest Chris on Twitter and Instagram, make sure you follow me there so you don't miss out on any future content as well in the Best Stamp app where you can get early access to all of the picks before I record each episode. 
Also, follow the Hot Tips main account on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok to stay up to date on all of the stuff happening over there. As well as if you're watching here on YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future content. And most importantly, drop a comment down below. Let me know who you guys are betting on for this Saturday slate. And thanks for watching today's show. I will see you guys tomorrow.